Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. And welcome to Channel F, Fanbytes Video Game Podcast. I'm your host, Mary Kay, and thanks for pulling up to our podcast uh, drive-through window today. And uh, we'll we'll have uh, your order out just as soon as we can. Uh, our talented team is working <laughs> on it. Uh, I have heard just I am hearing on my headset that uh, Nikki Grayson is on the International Space Station today, but I am joined, as always, by my my talented team of service engineers and uh, <laughs> experienced crafters. Uh, first of all, we have Fanboy Editor-in-Chief Danielle Riendo. Hi, hello. I used to serve a lot of ice cream in the summers. That's what I did as a job for many years. And now you're serving up tasty bites yeah. of knowledge and <laughs> entertainment. Uh, also, also here, as always, is Fanboy Managing Editor Stephen Strom. Hello. I worked in a grocery store once where we had like a deli and like a bakery and stuff like that. But that, those they would serve stuff, but they were kind of like their own little kingdoms, like fiefdoms within the uh, supermarket oh. chain that will go unnamed. They didn't like like um, Did they, they had their own up? authority, like they, they wouldn't respect the authority of like other sections of the supermarket. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> there was no, like, sort of extradition rules um, if you kind of, right. like, fucked up and spilled something in, like, a... If they fucked up and spilled something in, like, aisle five, if they made it back behind their counter, like, but you, you couldn't come after them. Right, right, oh, yeah. I like that. That's I think that's really cool. Yeah, you know... More, like, balkanization of grocery stores. I think that's cool. Um, so, yeah, <laughs> thank you, listener, for, for pulling up, and... Uh, I'm going to just dump my the, the cups of coffee all over your lap and then you can <laughs> sue us, uh, which will be publicity for us. And um, you'll probably make out pretty well because, um, I don't know. Well, after the plastic surgery, yes. Yeah, to fix your lap. Yeah, to yes. fix God. your horribly yeah. scalded lap. Yeah. Is that all it takes to get plastic surgery? Just scald yourself with coffee? Yeah, I gotta go. I'll only be back. If, only if a corporation just is get the thighs of your dreams. For the coffee. Yeah, yeah exactly. Just, I already got the, the thighs of my dreams. Glossiest, <laughs> most metallic thighs, cyber thighs <laughs> that you could spill coffee on and, and it would be fine. Nothing would happen. Bionic thighs. Bounce right off. Yeah. Uh, this I is guess, a family guy bit. I'm sorry. This, this is, is a family guy bit. It's, is it? Uh, okay. Well. No, but people, people were talking about the other day, you know, because you know how celebrities get get McDonald's meals named after them? Oh, yeah. And people were, someone was like, oh, what would your McDonald's meal be? And I said, three cups of black coffee. Right, right. Mm. And um, you're not allowed to share them. Like one person has to drink all of them. And you, you Nikki asked, do you get a cup holder? And I was oh. like, good heavens, no. 
three cups of black coffee that scalding hot coffee that you have to carry and drink on your own um wow and uh yeah Paul no says, our producer says no tops either so yeah it's just a fucking gauntlet um i don't want to give mcdonald's any more free publicity though yeah. especially if they if there's an ad for them on this episode, I would fucking hate that. I thought you were going to say, especially if they listen to this podcast. Especially if they listen to this podcast. Listen, see- Ronald McDonald, uh, famed listener of this podcast, writes well, in often, asks us about our favorite McKids video games all the time. Like, you know what? He doesn't anymore. When you, when you talk shit about Ronald McDonald, he's not going to hear it. But all your friends who have size 20 <laughs> shoes and hang out with sentient french fries, they will. So uh, I, just think about it. I was just on BuzzFeed for the first time in probably like 16 years and saw an article like this week where they were like explaining why did Ronald McDonald disappear? He's just gone now. And there was like a big explanation of like all the many reasons that McDonald's is like actually just kind of excised him from the McDonald's canon. It's all vidkin now. No one no one wants clowns anymore. Clowns aren't a aren't a hot item. That was literally one of the reasons. Yeah. Because of the yeah. 2016 murder clowns yeah. was one of the big well, uh, Also, clowns problems. were bigger in the early 20th century. And then it's funny because like The Simpsons still has Krusty the Clown. Right. And even when The Simpsons went on air, the idea of a clown on TV had basically gone out of fashion. Yeah. But they still uh, still had it. Um, my, uh, my neighbor from across the street, his dad was a clown. Oh. A TV clown or just a regular clown? Just a regular clown. I think he worked at uh, Walmart. Oh, uh, sorry. Wait, this just Walmart in. has clowns? I guess they might have. I think they did. I don't know they that did. they still do. I don't think they do anymore. Uh, this just in, I um, an, I'm had a conversation with an unnamed employee of the Bungie Corporation <laughs> uh, and asked, what is Sabathun's McDonald's meal? Sabathun is, of course, uh, Hive God, who is the main antagonist uh, of the upcoming Witch Queen expansion. And this unnamed employee said... A bare minimum effort assortment of standard menu items with a special, quote, green sauce packet, just like the rest of them. Um, so pretty harsh towards McDonald's. And uh, he goes on to say, this counts as an interview. Sorry, this was your one allotment for the year. <laughs> so um, we, we got that bungee interview. And, yeah, finally. Um, we finally learned the truth. And uh, we finally learned the truth about Sabathun's... Uh, McDonald's meal, so. Truth is a funny thing because Savathun is a clown? <laughs> yeah, Savathun is a clown in many ways. You could tell me um, that and I'd be like, yeah, of course. It's the game of space clowns and robots. I don't fucking know. She's a space god who was a member of an alien species that made a covenant with some evil space gods to become a god, but she has a worm that if she doesn't continue to seek knowledge forever, will devour her from the inside. So now she's asking us to try to get it out because she possessed her. Okay, sorry. I'm sorry. Let's do staff picks. I'm sorry. Let's do staff picks. Do staff picks. Merit immediately launches into more Destiny. So, <laughs> welcome to Destiny. No, um, I won't. I won't do it. I'm not going to do it. Uh, Steven. Hello. You have been playing a game that I think maybe we talked about a few weeks ago. Maybe. <laughs> maybe, but I'm really curious about it. And it's definitely on my list of things to check out before the end of the year. And it's called Wildermyth Wildermyth. I assume Wildermyth. I've been saying Wildermyth. Like wilderness, but Wildermyth. Yeah. Yeah. That's how it's spelled, so I assume so. 
Uh, Wildermyth, yeah, it's a new game that um, I feel like kind of it came out and got a lot of really positive buzz initially, and people have kind of maybe moved on as more bigger things start coming out. But it's a it's a sort of smaller game. Um, I don't know if people have seen it at all, but it's this uh, yeah. it's a sort of what's that? Yes, it looks cool as hell. <laughs> yeah, nobody else here has played it, right? No, no. Okay. Uh, yeah, I know, Danielle, you watched some of John playing it on yes. uh, Twitch stream. I mean, I helped make some key decisions. So truly, it's as if I played. Oh, I, I remember hearing about this. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah and then uh, that was one of the things that Twitch stream was one of the things that made me finally be like, okay, I'm going to give this a shot because initially I was pretty turned off by the art style. Right. Yeah, I think we did talk about this a couple weeks ago of like, yeah, but we didn't really get into the details. We just sort I, of were think, like, I think we talked about it on a different stream, like on on Heart oh, Troopers or something. That's possible. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it's a it's a turn based on on its face. It's like an indie turn based tactics game, like a like an Into the Breach or something along those lines, or like an XCOM. But it is all fantasy driven, and the art style is this extremely simple looking sort of paper doll thing i, I think, think it's try- we trying we described to- it as looking like a 2000s webcomic yeah totally mm-hmm. um and the, like a 2000s webcomic and then like as i played more of it i think like especially with the animations because the characters are supposed to like they're they don't just look like they're made out of paper like they're literally animated on the board as you're mm. moving the pieces like paper dolls like they're supposed oh, to be right yeah so I think the game is kind of going for this vibe of like you are at a tabletop RPG session with your friends and drawing your character down with a doodle and then moving the little mm. paper token around. Uh, the menus even look like torn construction paper around the sides. That's cool. Um, pretty quickly, uh, like that style just did not do it for me initially. Um, and like everything where I'm like, I don't know about this art style. Uh, the minute I actually give it a chance, I turned out, it turns out I love it. So <laughs> that was good. The same thing happened to me with, uh, Mob Psycho 100. The same thing happened to me with Jojo's Bizarre Adventure. I was like, I just, no, no, this just doesn't, I don't like the way this looks. It looks creepy. Mm-hmm. It looks weird. It looks bad. And then I actually try it and it's like, oh, actually I get it now. I get why everybody is so into this. So this is, it's like a you know, character-driven narrative kind of tactics game, correct? Yeah. There's a... So, apparently there are... I've only played through and beaten the first campaign, but there's multiple campaigns that all have their own unique stories. Um, But every time you boot up the game, you are assigned three different randomly generated characters that all have their own randomly generated personality traits um, and classes. Uh, and it, you always have like the same three classes to start. It's always a, like a, basically a ranger, like a bow user, a warrior, and like a mage. Ma- magic in this game actually works really interesting because mm. it's not like you can, it's almost more like bending from Avatar or something. Mm. Yeah. You can't just like summon a magic missile. It's like you have to manipulate the elements around you in different ways. And so you'll like basically psychically tie your mage to a big pile of wood and then like, okay, because you've tied to a bunch of big piles of wood, you can shoot out splinters and the splinters will do AOE damage and shred armor. Or oh, you- so it's like you have different resources in the environment to play yep, around to- with. Totally. It's honestly, a little bit immersive simmy, which is one of the coolest yeah. things about this game. Mm-hmm. So very much to that point, like one of the big things about this is in addition to all the randomly generated um, character personality traits and uh, visuals and stuff like that, 
the game is chock full of um, all fully not animated, but they're kind of like each has like a little comic that goes with it um, of those like, do you ever play FTL? Yeah, yeah. Not where much, but yeah. You would get to like these random encounters and there would be text on the screen that like says, oh, your characters found a big alien drill and like <laughs> you have the choice now. Do you go into the big hole that was drilled or you do you try to salvage the drill right, for like parts? Just a choice yeah. with like different consequences that you don't totally. necessarily know about. But in those kinds of games, it was just like just text based because makes it easier to develop. Yeah. Right. But yeah. you're saying there's like com- like little animations for these ones. Yep, little comics oh, that go with cool. everyone. And is uh, you start to see pretty quickly why the characters are as simple as they are is because they're all represented in these scenes and their personality traits, like you can have like a cowardly poet or a hot-headed mm-hmm. romantic and stuff like that. And their different personality traits will alter what options are available to them during those moments and what they say in like dialogue and what relationships they develop with each other during mm. those things. So like the moment this game clicked for me pretty early on was I had one character who um, like had a random event happen where she was like walking through the forest, fell down like a big hole and found a crystal like shrine. And the options were like, I got to get out of here as quickly as possible or let me try and like take one of these crystals with me. And she took out her knife and dug the crystal out, but the crystal like rocketed out of the shrine into her eye socket and like stabbed (laughs) into her face and became her new eye. And then like, her character model from then on had a crystal eye. And like in the thing, she's like, well, it feels cold and weird, but I can still see through it like it's a normal eye. So I guess it's fine. <laughs> and then later on, this character like and the, the, these each campaign like jumps forward like 10 years and then another 10 years uh, in between mm. acts. So like things happen to your characters between there. Um, and so like later on, my character got into another situation where she and her lover were like trapped in this cultist cage where they were going to be left to starve to death. But they found an old bone robot that was powered by blood and sinew. Oh, of course. <laughs> of course. Yeah. And they need she, one of them, since she's an intellectual, the one with the crystal eye was like, ah, I know how to power these things. You just have to um, feed it blood and bones and stuff. So I'm going to chop off my hand and feed it to this bone robot. And it's going to dig us out of this cage. And like the characters decide to do that and they escape. And suddenly I get a bone robot like companion follower that like helps me in combat and i was like wait why does my character what like how she's a bow user she's a ranger now she's missing an arm like how does she use her bow and i like clicked on the character and revealed that like because she has these crystals growing inside of her through her eye socket her the the uh amputated limb was replaced by a big crystal hellboy hand that grew out of the stump and became like a shape-shifting shield so now she had like New abilities That's fucking and stuff. cool as hell. Uh-huh. I love shit like that. Like I, I don't know. I, one of the things I like about roguelike games like that that aren't necessarily so focused on like the the mastering the systems is just like encountering the weird shit mm-hmm. that can happen. Like even in um, uh, God, why did I forget this game's name again? I liked it. The card game, uh, the Slay the Spire, Griftlands, Griftlands, yeah. Grifflands. Grifflands has some things like that too, of like you can yeah. just get these things that start to like change and you're just like, I just want to see where this is going. <laughs> totally. Uh, and the, the cool thing about this is you have all these unique characters from run to run who then like can pass down. They can have kids and that appear Fire Emblem style in like later generations and stuff because mm. you're moving through an overworld map and like trying to gain control of it so that you start on a better position on the next like age. Uh, you'll huh. 
basically complete a certain objective on the overworld map and then it'll say you bought yourself 11 years of peace and then your characters will look in the next age look older um and like they'll have gray hair or they'll grow beards and get wrinkles and stuff like that as well sometimes they'll have kids those fun little things that happen can happen between those moments too so like my character who had the crystal stuff like also one of her like the crystals grew out of her legs so she had like she was slower in combat but like did more melee damage or something like that i I forget Mm. the exact specifics but I've played through the first campaign now. Um, I've lost the first couple of times, but I, I did eventually beat the main campaign. And then there's two more after that so far. I think they're adding more. And I've still not seen, I've seen repeats on some of the, the stuff, but I still haven't seen like some of the things that happened in Danielle and John's stream. Oh, I still haven't wow. seen that mermaid stuff. Right. All the mermaid stuff was like just wonderful and out of yeah. nowhere. I loved it. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, it's just it's just really cool. It's like if you can get past that art style, it is so unique and so like willing to just do wild things at any time and like make your decisions actually matter over time and stuff like that. It's really easy to get through a campaign. You can beat like the campaign in like maybe two hours max. So it's just been a really fun thing to come back to. All right. Well, I think that does that seals it for me. I think I'm going to install this today. Nice. And yeah. uh, finally, because it's been on my list for months now. <laughs> yeah, I think I think you just need to see one of those. Like, once you see have your own little story happen with like a crystal eyeball or whatever, you'll you'll get it. Yeah. yeah. Or yeah, mermaid sure. romance. You know. Or a mermaid romance like Danielle. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah, they get good. Like you. Oh, mm. I could I could just keep talking about this game for hours, but I know we do do need to move on. <laughs> That's uh. That sounds cool, though. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it's going to be on probably, almost certainly on my top 10 games of the year. Is it on the Switch? God, Danielle, do I wish it was. All right. <laughs> like, I'm, like, yeah, that legitimately like thinking about travel games at this point. Uh-huh. Like, things to get on my Switch for the miserable airplane ride I have to be on. And I'm like, this, all right. Cool, let's I, go, I, I know every game, that's just everybody says that about every game, like, this would be great on the Switch. Mm-hmm. But this game would be great on the Switch, because yeah. it's, like, visually not very demanding whatsoever. Yeah. It's turn-based. The runs are very short. You could you could probably play, like, an entire age in a single train ride or something. Ugh. Yeah. Uh, it, it is a game that, like, feels like it is um, determined, or, or not determined, it is destined to become, either get on the Switch or become, like, a real darling for the Steam Deck. Ah, oh, Yes. I am talking myself into wanting to play it again right now, honestly. <laughs> yeah, it sounds super cool. And uh, speaking of new releases, yeah. Danielle, Ooh. Yeah. you have been playing the sequel to Psychonauts, which a game which came out almost two decades ago, just for yeah. everyone who's... Uh, Who's keeping score at home? Yeah, sixteen years. Sixteen years. Sixteen beautiful years. You could drive if you were born when Psychonauts came out. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. Uh, so I'll preface it with Psychonauts is like the easy answer when people ask, "What's your favorite game of all time?" Like it's oh. it's one of my absolute top five. I Damn. I don't talk about it much because I feel like I don't want to. I don't know. You know what I mean? I don't want to be one of those. I feel like people are like this with this game and also Undertale and things like that. So I don't want to, I don't, I don't know. I don't want to be like that, but it is one of my favorite games ever of all time. And so I was uh, looking forward to this, but I was, I also had some trepidation. I also was kind of like, there's no way on the face of the earth that this will live up to 
you know, my memories of that game. And I didn't play it right when it came out. I played it years after it came out. So I think I talked about it last week, actually, on Channel F. So I'm not going to go too far into that history. Just know that I really, really, really love the first game. I hold it very dear. Uh, And I am fully 100% in love with Psychonauts 2. Like, this is... It clicked almost immediately where I was like, oh, it's doing the things I like, which is it's a platformer and it's a much, much tighter uh, platformer (laughs) than the first one. Like the first one was a platformer, but it was very janky. This is a much tighter, much smoother platforming experience that is also like completely married with uh, basically point and click adventure sensibilities and mission design and kind of mission structure and things like that. That was what the first one was as well, but this is like a much smoother, much bigger, much more fully featured version of that. So without also being, I don't know, without also feeling cynical, which is a difficult thing to kind of (laughs) grasp because it's like, obviously, okay, it's a sequel from 16 years later it is in itself like a fairly twee sort of game. Like the whole idea is that you are this like psychic astronaut, you're a psychonaut and you go into people's minds and like the levels are people's minds. They, there are things like people's problems that you have to try to help them overcome and so on and so forth. Like physical enemies are manifestations of things like panic attacks and mental sensors and all sorts of stuff. Like it, it's pretty twee. And like, if you're, if that's not your bag, nothing's going to change your mind. But for somebody like me where I love this shit and I love point and click adventure games and I love platformers and I love this kind of like gentle, goofy sense of humor and this kind of level design as character design. Uh, It's kind of, oh, it's, it's, there's nothing like it. (laughs) I'll just say that I haven't played anything like it in a very, very long time and I'm having the time of my life with it right now. It's obviously not perfect. And we're probably going to talk about this more on a later podcast. I don't want to spoil anything. So mm-hmm. I'll just say. Or do I'm... you want to spoil everything? <laughs> no, no, I won't spoil anything. I'm, I don't actually know how far I am into it. I, I think mm. I'm maybe a third, maybe a half. I really don't know. And I'm refusing to spoil myself on anything else because I'm actually just organically enjoying this game, which is very unlike most games that I play right now. Like, most games that I play right now, I'm seeing all kinds of stuff. It's not like I'm like, oh, no spoilers. It's more like, I just want to just want to have this happen for me. I just want to play it. I just want to enjoy it. I don't really... The only thing I've read about it is, like, Elise's review that I yeah. did. And I was very happy to do that because that was an awesome review. So I'm just kind of, like, taking it in, and then I'll have fun talking about it on whatever podcast we do. But just... Just saying, this is going to be the one to beat for Game of the Year. And we already had Hitman 3 this year, which was already, like, yeah. the sho- that was, like, the shoe-in from day one. That came out in January. So it was like, all right, this is going to be tough to beat as is. And this, if things keep going the way they're going, this will also be uh, one to beat for me. So, yeah, loving it I, right now. Just super briefly, I just did yeah. want to say, I played a bit of it as well. And I just want to say, I don't think you're giving yourself enough credit for like saying like, if you're into this stuff, it's, it's the shit. Like it's very twee and stuff like that. It's, it's also like so far, I think like just really tightly written and like has some really deep stuff to say surprisingly yeah. so far. So yeah, I, I like, I just don't want to, this is the thing when you evangelize a game like this, I feel like you just, 
become a, a frothing like fan, <laughs> fan base. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I also I should genuinely I should disclose like, hey, I used to podcast with Spaff, who's on the team there, uh, James oh. Spafford. I'm friendly with Heather, who's there. So like, take it all with whatever you want. Like, I I am I used to be very close with with Spaff. We used to podcast on Idle Thumbs together. So like, yeah, I guess I have to say that right. Even though it's been years, I still you know want to cover my ass a bit. But I really don't want to be like a frothing foaming at the mouth fangirl. I just. I really love what they're doing. I think it's really well designed. I think it's really beautiful. Genuinely, like, very nice to look at. Uh, there is some dental stuff. I will say. Oh, yeah. You've got a little oh, dental sure, phobia. Yeah. You might you might have a little trouble. And they do actually, they put that, they they actually do put that in, like, a content warning. They do a pretty good oh, job. Oh, really? And I, yeah, they genuinely do. They're like, the, dental phobia. Specifically you're, you're just, just for the fuck mouth you up. stuff? Yes. <laughs> the mouth stuff in the first little bit, go, it's, it's level. rough. Like they do some, they do some, it's not just like, oh, there's some teeth. It's like, it's like some Ren and Stimpy type, type stuff. If oh, people know yeah. the episode I'm talking oh, about. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's, it's a lot. They do like a general content warning about like, oh, mental health stuff. Cause they do like discuss a lot of mental health uh, concepts. Cause it's very much the fiction of the game that you're going into yeah. people's heads and like messing with stuff. And there's actually, I know they, um, I said, I only read one piece of writing on it. That's not entirely true. I guess I also uh, read an interview that they did. They did, um, I know that they did, a some consultation with a psychologist just to kind of make sure they're not saying anything completely fucked up. It's not like it was written by a psychologist. Like it was written by good, funny writers who are good at their job, but they like are sensitive to these things, which I appreciate. And again, do not want to sound like, Oh, this is, this is the thing of the universe. Like, oh my God, you know, worship this. It's more like, no, they just fucking nailed it. And they, yeah. they hit it out of the park and I'm not done with the game. So I can't fully do this, but and yeah, Paul is making an amazing point. It's on game pass. Like if you have yeah. game pass ultimate, mm. it's, it's free. And I'm kind of like, that's where I'm playing it. I specifically paid for the game because I was like, no, I want to own this forever. Cause I, I think, I think I'm going to like it. I read that review and I was like, I think, you know, I think I'm going to probably like it, but yeah, it's it's on Game Pass. Like, it's go play wild. it. Go play it. Go play it, dear friend. I also so, just got a new Xbox, so that's exciting. I unboxed it. I my kitten ran into the box. So there's a kitten unboxing. <laughs> it was very cute. It was very very cute. The puppy Aww. also came over to the box. So like, listen, I, I had a good experience with this uh, this weekend. You look tricky. Yeah. So, he came wait. Over. Question though, I yeah. think I played the first like half hour of Psychonauts because. I think I actually stopped playing it because it didn't run very well on my computer because I think the PC port of that first game oh. was pretty mm. poorly optimized. At least yeah. at first, they probably patched it. Yeah. But um, whenever I played it, it was not great. Sure. Will I understand anything that's happening oh, yeah. if I try to play it? They do they, a whole, last yeah. time on, they do a okay. whole. That makes yeah. sense considering that there are many people who may want to play this game who weren't alive when the last one came uh, out. Yep. <laughs> and it's, it's not just the last game either. Cause like the last game, quote unquote, 20, oh, there's the VR one. Ago. Yeah. That's yeah. a direct, like the first game ends on a cliffhanger and then there's a VR game that like sets up the cliffhanger. And this game is a direct continuation of that VR game. Yeah. And they set up everything. They do a whole little, it's yeah. cute. The way they do it is actually very cute. It's, it's framed really nicely. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Maybe I'll give it a shot. Because, yeah, I was talking about this with John today, and I only played, like, the weirdest Double Fine games. Like, I feel like I've only played <laughs> yeah. games that they made that were on, like, Xbox Live Arcade. like um, Stacking? Stacking. I 100% at stacking. Fucking love really? stacking. Yeah. I love that game. 
Yeah. Uh, it was really cute. I liked it a lot. And um, Iron Brigade. Yes, or, uh, I love Iron Brigade. As it's, yep. it's called in Europe, mm-hmm. I think. Trenched if you're um, nasty. Trenched if you're nasty. That game oh. was also really good. Um, so yeah, I've only played really weird games of theirs. And then like the really early, like, uh, you know, text uh, or oh, adventure yeah, games. Yeah. yeah. A lot yeah, of like that stuff. Like Tim Schafer stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of that stuff is also, if people are interested uh, on Game Pass, I was a week or two ago, I booted up Grim Fandango for the first time in oh. like 10 years. Oh, yeah, my I God. I played yes. Grim Fandango. I never finished it. So I was like, I... I, I wonder how this looks on on here and oh wouldn't you know it it's free yeah that's cool i played um full throttle when i was a kid mm. yes uh which yes. is cool and then that was Max, where obviously uh full throttle is where the idea for psychonauts comes from yeah wait really uh, yeah. yeah when they were pitching full throttle there's an interview i think i saw this interview on g4 when i was like 12 nice. um but there was an interview with tim schaefer where um he explained that they were pitching full throttle around to publishers and they were trying to explain a level where he like you go inside your own head because your character like is like tripping on acid or something like that mm-hmm. and you go inside your own head and the publisher they were pitching it to was like wait you go inside of people's heads in this game and like tim was like that's a good idea for a game too. <laughs> going inside of other people's heads. Cool. Yeah. That's I had no idea about that. Uh, um, that's really cool. I, yeah, it's uh, a good game. Maybe I'll pick it up. Maybe I'll pick it up. Is this uh, merit? Are you still a holdout on Game Pass? I don't have the Game Pass. Maybe I should just get it and make Papa Fanboy pay for it. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. you should. I'm, How much does it I cost a month? Right like twenty dollars, sixteen bucks, I think. Yeah, or yeah, wow, 15, okay. ten or 15. I think it's fifteen for ultimate. Right, right, right. Yeah, Ult. it's. I think it's worth it, and also pop a fan by it pays for mine. I just so. feel like if I have a streaming <laughs> service, I don't know that it's going to make me any more likely to play things. Is the problem? It's not streaming? No, you, just, you can no, just download them. Yeah, but you know what I mean, like like um a subscription service. Mm. Oh, the thing is, yeah. like, I just. I don't know. I don't. It's, I don't think it's going to make me any more likely to play things than I would already. Just, just because most of the stuff games. I'm playing, it's for <laughs> yeah. work. Yeah. Uh, I, I guess I could try. I mean, I don't know. There, there's a question actually later today, um, kind of touching on this that we can get into later. There is. I, th- I feel like this is a conversation that is cropping up more and more as Game Pass becomes a better value of people being like great, uh, I just have this game on Game Pass and I'm never going to touch it because I put no investment, I have no investment in playing this game right now because it's, I have it downloaded for free. I didn't spend right, money on yeah. it. So. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. There's sort of that cognitive dissonance of um, if you paid for something you like it more. <laughs> right. Uh, or, which, or you feel like a commitment to have to yeah, yeah, get your you, money's you worth. Yeah, you want to finish it. Yeah. Um, but we'll see. Maybe I'll just do it. Maybe I should just do it. What's another what's another monthly subscription service, you know? <laughs> Barkbox? Barkbox. I don't even have a dog. I just like their product. <laughs> just love them, right? yeah. Sorry, you want them to have a little walking around money? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I've uh, been reading a lot of Aquin again lately too. That was perfect. Yeah. It's it's classic. also popular around the time that the first Psychonauts came out. True. Yeah. 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 Uh, speaking of games that came out before many <laughs> listeners of this podcast were alive, I have been playing the Elder Scrolls Three Todd's Edition series, the TES uh, Morrowind. Yes, and I have been playing it with kind of a silly mod. 
Um, I, it's a mod that I, I don't think the person who made the mod made everything in it because it's just like too much. Yeah. But it does things from like, there's a fully featured weed smoking system added into the game. Uh-huh. Um, there's just like things are just like appear like in different, like the um, Lightning McQueen from Cars is there sometimes. <laughs> uh, characters have like moved to different places and have different dialogue. Um, like Dagoth Ur took over Sedanin, which is like the first city you start in. Um, and there's also Dagoth Corn and Dagoth Mudvayne. And Dagoth uh, Chad. And Dagoth Chad. Um, <laughs> I remember that, like one time on the stream, like one of my favorite instances of like this game just refuses to not be hitting you with this stuff all the time is mm-hmm. it was like okay you've kind of like we've maybe seen everything there is to see here and then just like a six inch tall little man came running at you and started punching you in the shins yeah, yeah. the little man out from the mountain uh so the problem with that man is uh he has an insane amount of health so like if you try to kill him it will take you like an hour he can't actually hit you because he's too small but he, it means that you can't rest anywhere because he's always <laughs> nearby. Uh, but yeah, I know. At one point, my character had bashed the Stampede's coat from Trigon with Fro- uh, Frostmourne from uh, Warcraft. And then, oh, in the last, because uh, I've been streaming this, and in the last stream, I did get, find my way to the city Vivek and kill the guy Vivek using uh, Samus Aran's arm cannon. <laughs> right so i did kill vivek um and it's so like it's kind of indicative to me of like this is the first time i played this game in probably like 15 years and it just oh, wow. says so much to me about like the state of like not the state of games i guess but just like about about morrowind that you can like fill morrowind with like doritos and coke and uh have there be quests involving collecting goblin puke Mm-hmm. And have a character called Digoth Mudvayne and have, be able to wield an AK-47. And it's still better than, like, most games. <laughs> like, it's still better than, like, the vast majority of video games that exist, um, which is kind of incredible. Like, I've just, I don't know. It's been nice to revisit it. It was my favorite game, I think, when I was a teen. Um, and it shows its age for sure. Uh, there's a lot of weird stuff in that game. Um, but even playing it with this like mod, it's just like, wow, I fucking loved Morrowind. It has yeah. so much more of a a singular vision for its world than like any other Elder Scrolls game, I feel like. For people who don't know, Morrowind is like set on uh, Vardenfall. Or is it Morrowind? I forget what the is island is. Is this the one is. with the Mushroom Kingdom? Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It is the Mushroom Kingdom. Uh, you're not even wrong about that because it's <laughs> an island uh, populated by the Dunmer, who are dark elves. And in Morrowind, there's a whole fucking background that I still don't truly understand about how there became dark elves. Um, I don't think I understood the plot of this game at all the first time I played it because it, it's very confusing and weird. But everything is like... Like, yeah, there's like your, you know, the Empire is there, right? From Skyrim and stuff. And they're, they're just, you know, the the pseudo-Roman kind of guys, European-Roman type guys. But like all of the Dark Elf stuff, um, they get around by riding these big bugs called Stilt Striders. Uh, <laughs> they build their houses out of like 
the shells of giant things or like mushrooms and stuff. There's armor that's like made out of glass or like bone or like all these different materials. And like, it just has such a distinct feel to it. Like when Oblivion came out and they sort of went back to just like, all right, yeah, there's castles and stuff, I guess. Mm. Yeah. Kind of just like, oh, really? It's like, it doesn't look like a Western fantasy world. No. It looks just like a Morrowind. It looks like its own thing. And the, um, maybe the, the closest comparison I can, I can think of is like the new weird, like 90s British fantasy authors, like Perdido Street Station type stuff. Like that's maybe the closest thing I can compare it to. I don't know that I know that stuff, but it's it's cool. Uh, it was just like a brief sort of like, I don't know if you know China Mieville at all. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like a like stuff like that, like from that okay, sort cool. of like era yeah, of British authors, just like a little more imaginative than like what if there were castles, but also a man could summon fireballs, you know? Um, <laughs> right. And yeah, all the Elder Scrolls has there's like a huge lore, and it's there's like this vast world, but Morrowind especially was just like so alien, and it really captured that feeling because your character has has never been there before either. Um, and so, and everyone hates you. Everyone fucking hates yeah. your guts. <laughs> um, because you're an outsider and right. but then you are also the chosen one who is going to like save the world. And so everyone's like, I hate you. I need you to do this, but I still don't like you very much. Um, and it's, oh my God. unlike later games, you can just, yeah, you can just kill God. Like when I killed Vivek, that wasn't because I was cheating. I mean, I did have a, I did have Simesaran's very powerful gun, but I killed Vivek when I played that game when I was a kid. And then you can still beat the game because he's written right. out his plan to like defeat the boss or whatever. And you have to get all the equipment that you need to do it. Uh, and then also you get to the boss and there's a, a great speech where he's just like, how can you kill a god? Like, hello, Nervarine. Uh, and just does like a, a nice um, villain dialogue thing. But yeah, uh, that game's fun. And yeah, also that mod does continue. I've streamed it f- three times now, I think. And every time there's something else. Like when we were playing it last night, I was like looking around and I was like, wait a second. What is what is that poster on that wall? Is that, is that a picture of Larry David? And I went up to it and like pressed E to like enter because it was like enter like Kirby enter. Enthusiasm. <laughs> um, and I pressed E. Screen goes black. It plays the Curb Your Enthusiasm music. (laughs) And the game got locked up so badly that I had to just close it and reset. I I couldn't even load my game or anything. So (laughs) you'd think like, okay, we've seen all, we've seen the Doritos. We've seen all the stuff. No, Mm -hmm. it just, there's still more. It's, I, this, this is like a staggering project. And I don't know how many people have played it. Like probably only a few dozen. Um, so, right. Like that was the, that is really the thing that keeps standing out to me though. Is it is just such a project. Like it's it you, you download it and or you like when you brought it up, I was like, oh, this will be like a fun little very contained yeah, thing. Yeah. And and like at one point you just accidentally went to a new city and it yeah, was just like, oh, well, there's I more. Thought, at first I thought it was just Morehold, and right. then no, it's you know it's. <laughs> Everything in Morrowind has been totally chopped and screwed by the Joker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I've been having a fun time with that. 
did you say the name of the mod if people want to try it? Uh, the name of the mod is almost useless because it's called Tribunal Code Patch. <laughs> <laughs> um, so like it's it's very much just like we're just trying to like make this more like Todd's original vision of Tribunal that he couldn't do. Um, yeah, I'll, uh, I think I've posted like a link in the stream before, but I might do. I don't know. I also don't know how much I want to like blow up this person's spot. Right. Just because it hasn't been like played a ton. And I, I don't know if they would want that or not, but I right. don't know. Yeah. Uh, do we want to do? Oh, wait, wait, what's that? Oh, I think I heard oh. a knock at the. Oh, oh, what was What's that? Oh, I just opened the door and there wasn't anyone there, but there was a little letter um, from, from the Goblin Empire. What's gonna get with? 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 Goodwill Goblin's got some treats for us uh, on, uh, you, on you Goodwill.com. Don't, you, don't want, you don't want Goblin treats. Oh. I'm sorry, Merritt. You don't want goblin treats. You don't want goblin treats. I've had goblin treats. You don't want goblin treats. Maybe, maybe goodwill goblin treats, though. You know, like him specifically. Yeah, he's got yeah. better taste. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I uh, there are two items for uh for our consideration today, and uh, if you wouldn't like to see items like this, you can follow the Goodwill Goblin on Twitter at goodwill underscore goblin. The secret identity of which is, of course, Jordan Mallory, fanbite podcast producer. Okay, secret. Well, secret to people who listen to this podcast. <laughs> uh, so we have two items uh, to to peruse today on Goodwill and uh, Goodwill. The Goodwill shopgoodwill.com, We are not affiliated with them, um, but they sell all kinds of weird game stuff, and like the Shop Goodwill site amalgamates all of the Goodwills across the country. So you'll get things like a giant box full of loose consoles or like, you know, like 32 copies of an NHL game from 20 years ago. So the first thing we have today is a vintage Atari vinyl soundtrack from 1982. It's the soundtrack to Asteroids, which if you ask me, what are the songs from Asteroids? I didn't remember that Asteroids had music. (laughs) Well, you know, they had like a lot of licensed songs, like yeah. Rock Me Amadeus, obviously, okay, yeah. Like mm-hmm. a Stone. Like um, a Stone. What, is that an Audio Slave? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Audio Slave, it was one of their earliest songs, obviously. That's well, how they were able to get it in Asteroids. So I'm looking at the back of this uh, this vinyl record, and uh, it has a little information about, about Asteroids. And then it says, songs included, Atari theme. <laughs> Wow. Asteroids. Wow. Time warp. <laughs> now, now, first of all, what is the Atari theme? Second what of is all, is Asteroids the only actual song from Asteroids? And like, is Time Warp, do they just mean the Rocky Horror Picture Show Time Warp? They, wait, oh, which, come, which came out first? Uh, when, when did Asteroids come out? Well, the soundtrack is from 1982. Okay, so Rocky Horror would be out by then. Yes. 
So maybe they could just mean time warp. Like, do they have? Did they license that for? Hmm, hmm. Why this no, raises questions that we could answer by buying this by buying album. the record. It's only uh, as of right now. It's only twenty three dollars. It's going for twenty three dollars, uh, and uh, there are five hours left on this. So by the time you hear this, listener, this will be over. But uh, that will remain a mystery unless we look it up and find someone who's uploaded it to like Spotify or something. Yeah, I was literally. I didn't want to start typing, but like reflexively, my fingers went to my keyboard to go to Spotify to see if I could pull up Asteroids Time Warp uh-huh. to see what would happen. Uh, our, uh, the other item that we have today is, uh, no, that's not a DVD player from 2002. No, that's not a, uh, a spray painted PlayStation 3. That is the Game Wave family entertainment system. Oh. This is a, a home console, uh, that is, uh, playable by, uh, up to six players at once allegedly and uh this was i think this is one of those things that came out around the time when people were making basically like really shitty computers that would play like cds and this seems like a wii era thing to me because like the controllers are first Uh of all there is a picture of a nintendo av cable (laughs) in this image and i'm not really sure why that is but there is the the wii um, red, yellow, uh, white AV cable <laughs> that is used to attach this allegedly. Do you suppose it that when they made this, they were like, it should use the same cable that the Wii uses, so that people can just unplug their Wii and plug it this in directly? <laughs> I feel and like that. I, that seems illegal. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I don't know. I think this cable just ended up in this box somehow for the wrong reason because I don't see anything. But there's a little case with like six different remote controls that just look like a remote control for a DVD player. And that's how you engage with this thing. It's like um, a see-through plastic case that you would like hold the foil Charizard card in Right, too. except it's the holding case for these six remotes. Um, and then it does come with some games. Uh, it comes with uh, four, four games. Um, Letters app. Uh, which kind of looks like Boggle. Uh, Rewind. Relive the events of our past. Some kind of history (laughs) quiz. A game where you just rewind things? It doesn't say your past. I thought it said your past at first, and that was a lot more ominous. But Yeah. um, Yeah. Gems, which I would bet easily $1,000 is just Bejeweled. And Click, which could be literally anything. That's an Adam it says, Sandler movie. A race to solve the mystery puzzle. So what this <laughs> might actually be, it might be a sliding puzzle, but I'm not sure. It's hard to tell. The picture on the CD is just a bunch of cubes. Everything about this device looks like we would buy this before our Providence trip and then like, haha, let's have a fun time, like all playing this bad thing. And then we get fucking sucked into hell. Like if we, we <laughs> oh, start yeah. then oh, it's yeah. it's uh stay alive. It's yeah, stay alive. Uh-huh. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh, it's so funny. It's so hey, cheesy. And then dead. Yeah, no, it's <laughs> yeah. instantly, instantly dead. Um, uh, oh, it includes four wireless remotes with batteries and a free game, 25 uh, hours of play. After 25 hours, the CD does melt. 
Uh, it does Kojima's decay. Dream. It is. Is that wasn't that a thing that people were talking about in the early two thousands of like making like CDs that would like decay over time intentionally or something? It it was Hideo Kojima said uh, in an interview. Somebody asked him like, "What's the dream like concept that nobody would ever let you do uh, with a game type like coming off of Boktai having like yeah, that yeah. unique mechanic?" And he said, "I want a game that destroys itself if you die." <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> Um, and yeah, Paul is, uh, is, uh, linking us to a, uh, these DVDs that just stop working after, why after 48 hours. Uh, I assume many of them were for like promotional things to curb piracy or something, but like to like screeners, maybe this was a Disney product. That makes sense. Of course it was. That makes sense. Yeah. Flexiplay (laughs) it was called. Um, and it was, yeah, it was also, Maybe they can be used as like rentals, but she seems very oh, wasteful to me. Yeah. It's like fucking ruin a whole DVD. Um, so the game wave, very cool, very exciting, may contain a portal to hell. <laughs> but you know what? That's a risk you got to take. And uh, I would, uh, this looks, this is, it was like that weird period in the mid 2000s where people were just like making consoles because yeah. the Wii came out and everyone was again like, oh my God, everyone plays video games. And uh, it, you, know what I'm, the- you know what I'm looking at and you know what I'm thinking and I'm looking at this right now and I'm just like, you know what this is? What? Uh, this is Tommy's joint. This is just Tommy's joint. Wow. Oh no. Wow. This is just Tommy's joint. 20 feet to like 15 years earlier. Yeah. Yeah. They were ahead of their time is what you're saying. The game wave <laughs> saw the future. They saw. This is the Amico. Oh my God. Uh, I think they're asking for more money, uh, by the way. The Amico? Yeah. Oh my God. Like, like more investment or like a I, I Kickstarter? Believe so. I believe is so. Is it like a, like we're on fig to launch the Amico. Uh, they pushed their release date again as of this month. It was supposed to be October 10th. That's rough. That's rough times. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) I'd love to hear that. Tommy. Tommy, stop. Listen, it's not too late. You could just stop and give everyone their money back. (laughs) And everyone would. It's just, oh yeah, their manufacturer changed too. Just Tommy, it's not too late. We'll forgive you still if you just back down. Tell everybody that there was like somebody standing off screen at E3 holding a gun to your head. It's fine. Everybody will just like nobody will ask questions. I'm just picturing that scene that opens this season of Destiny 2 where a character is like talking to another character who's like allegedly done something really fucked up and is like, just come back. It's not too late. Everyone will (laughs) forgive you. And he's just like, I'll take your word for that and turns into like the the antagonist who secretly has been masquerading as him the whole time. Um, I don't know who Tommy would be. Todd. I think Tommy is more of a villain than Todd at this point. Um, Todd just wants to make the same game over and over. Tommy just wants to waste people's money. Do you, do you think Todd actually does anything like anymore? (laughs) Do I think that's a good, I would love a, a day in the life of Todd McFarlane. Um, no, uh, <laughs> the other one, Todd, Mc- a day, no, no, a day in the life of Todd McFarlane standing Todd on McFarlane. a big, That's, you know, I'd watch it just sitting in I an, a weird abandoned warehouse at a table uh-huh. and just being like, do you ever think about how fucked it up would, would be if there was a real Pac-Man? 
What if there was a real heck man who went to heck and said piss? Hi, I'm Todd McFarlane. I'm here to share with you my mind adventures of the heck man, Spawn. He's a real bad dude. He's bad news. So don't watch this show. Anyway, go watch. I begged them. I begged HBO not to produce my show. I told them not to make it. I said, please make another season of The Max instead. And they said, no. That Um, that show was too scary to merit when she was like six years old. But not Spawn? Uh, I don't think I saw Spawn until later. But Spawn did also scare me a lot. God, The Max really. I saw The Max way too young. Uh, That's, That's everything that came out of liquid television era stuff, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, should we move on to question time? Yes. If you, listener, would like to ask us a question, you can do so in the Fanbyte Discord, which you can find at fanbyte.casa. And there's a questions channel. And just tag your question to channel F if it's for us. You can ask other podcast questions too, but do you really want to? Yeah. Do you really want to? Um, <laughs> the, the first question comes in, uh, says here, what do you think a day in the life of Todd McFarlane looks like? Wow. <laughs> Good. 8.30 a.m. Make up a new fucked up guy. <laughs> Make Spider-Man's costume look weird. Add more tatters. You guys like tatters? More tatters. Like this character, James, <laughs> this character has a cape, but it's James all tattered. A cape and big, uh, big eyes. And there's a caveman version of him too. Maybe would that be mm-hmm. fun? Would we like that? What if uh, he was being hunted by a uh, by a character? But it's not just any character. It's like a lady, but she's not just any lady. She's a sexy lady, and Whoa. she's got a sword. <laughs> what if there was a clown? Oh, a, cl- into, a like, sexy a, clown lady? He turned into like what if a John Leguizamo. What if we let John yes. Leguizamo play a clown? What would that be like? Oh uh, well, for the answers to these questions, please see the <laughs> 1998 movie sure. Spawn? I don't know. Late 90s, for, probably. In there. Yeah. For answers to these questions and more, go to the uh, media play where I bought Mega Man X4 that had a giant cardboard standee <laughs> of John Leguizamo's character that terrified the shit out of me. Yeah, he's scary, oh, the clown. And apparently Spawn came out in 97, so I was close. Okay, the first question for today comes to us from Clarissa, who asks... Explains it all. Uh, I'm sure she <laughs> never gets tired of hearing that. I'm sure, uh, yeah. Do you still download the free stuff off the Epic Store each week? And if so, what was the last free game from there you actually played? So the Epic Store has a one or two free games every week. And uh, they can vary from, you know, lesser known kind of indie titles to bigger known things that are a couple years out at this point. But... Um, Danielle, every have you- so often they put out a brand new thing. They do. Huh. Yeah. Danielle, have you ever done this? I have never done this. Although I did play at, at the first, whatever, at some point in life, I did have an account on Epic to play Fortnite. Right. So I played Fortnite on it. Uh, so I guess that technically was a free game that Fortnite's I downloaded free. on this. Yes. Yeah. But no, I, I'm sorry to say as not much of a PC gamer, uh, I have not done much with the Epic Game Store, the EGS uh, of the world. Well, you're not 
I'm not going to say you're not missing a lot because there is a lot of good stuff on there, but as an experience, sure. using it is still miserable, which is gotcha. why I rarely do. <laughs> and uh, I think the last free game I picked up was like Civ 6. And I think I actually did play that for a while, but that would have been like over a year ago. And then I was like, yeah. oh, wait, no, I can't let myself play Civilization or I just that's all I do. Um, I'll <laughs> occasionally enough. get things like if it's like some the things I tend to pick up on the Epic Game Store are really weird. Like when they're like, oh, we put the Ghostbusters game on here that came out like 10 years ago. And I'm like, yeah, I want that. Or like, here's the Samurai Showdown collection. I'm like, yeah. And I'm like, I haven't played any of those things. So see, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Xbox. Yeah. It's like, I, I don't know. You ain't wrong. Just, I, it's not like I play more things when I don't do that, but it just feels like it's not going to change anything for me. Then why would I do it? You know? But it does seem like a really good deal for people who don't have my specific weird relationship. But Steven, do you do this? Yeah. I uh, check back in every week that I remember. Wow. Uh, I always pick them up. Wow. Even if it's games I already own six copies of, which is often the case. Wow. <laughs> uh, I'm just scanning through my library here. I have dozens and dozens of Epic Game Store games. I've probably paid money for four. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just, but there's some like, there are some actual bangers on here. Like Darkest yeah. Dungeon is on here. Frostpunk is on here. Wow. Um, like for free, you know, the, all the Shadowrun games, uh, were on here for free. Saints Row the third remastered. Yeah. It's, on, it's, it's free right now. pretty wild. Like that is pretty cool. Um, and I feel like if I were a kid, especially, I think part of what's changed too about my life is that like the bottleneck for me with games as an adult is more time than money. Um, because I do have, you know, I, I have a full-time job and, um, you know, I can afford to, to play games if I want to, but when you're a kid, the bottleneck is, and I guess, unless you're rich or something, the bottleneck is money, right? Cause you have right. all the time in the world aside from school. Um, unless so when you're I was one a, of those children who has like uh, a lot of activities, unless you're one of those children who has a lot yeah. of activities, but my sister was the one who got all that stuff and I didn't get to for some reason. Um, but <laughs> as a kid, this would be like incredible. Although I guess there's yeah. a lot of options too, as a kid, if you're like a kid today, you know, Roblox is free and that there's yeah. like endless stuff on there. So yeah, Roblox and, you know, like obviously Fortnite. I think like, that's the weird, like, that's the thing that is interesting to me is that to play Fortnite on PC, which probably most kids are pro- probably playing on their phones or their consoles versus a PC. But for, if you are doing that. Like if you come, if you're a kid who came to the Epic Game Store for um for Fortnite specifically, and then you just get all these free games, that's wild. That's like yeah. such a collection to have as a as a kid like that yeah. for free. Um, yeah, not to sound old, but yeah. like I could not imagine that. I was talking with John earlier today on the stream about Psychonauts, and uh, I was like, yeah, I think I, I think Psychonauts was like on my list of games that I was interested in one year. But when I was a kid, it was basically like you know there there were there was no Steam. We didn't have a part. We didn't have right. like a new computer anyway. Um, Nintendo games like never went on sale, and uh, so it was basically like you get maybe two games a year. Like you get um, yeah. or maybe yeah. three if you're lucky. Like Christmas and your birthday, and yeah. um, so it was like okay, well I don't know. Like do I want Freedom Fighters or do I want Beautiful Joe or do I want uh, uh, Psychonauts? And I picked Beautiful Joe, and I don't regret yeah. that. But it, it was a very different environment. 
it was for for a lot of uh, like me on the PlayStation 2 a lot of the time it was um the era of mascot platformers and so you were either a Ratchet and Clank kid or a mm-hmm. Sly Cooper kid or a Jack and Daxter kid and you made your choice and the reason you like picked it even though those were all basically exclusives i think they were all exclusives um at the time you had to pick those because you only had money for one. And yeah. so like you would have those yeah. sort of delineations. I was a ratchet and clank kid. I, I've also played a lot of Jack uh, two and Jack Daxter and Jack two, but only because my uncle had the first game and mm. my friend, uh, I borrowed Jack two from. I feel yeah. like I know I'm even older than both of y'all, but not by much. So I think you'll uh, appreciate this and understand this, but like video game magazines were basically like, the most tantalizing thing in the entire universe uh-huh. because of yeah. this, because I could only have, you know, two or three games a year. And like, I would save my little ass. I would say, you know, whatever my little allowance, my $5, I, I had a $5 mm-hmm. a week allowance. If I did my chores, that was what it was. And like, I would save that and $5 to get to $60 to get to an N64 game. That's a year. <laughs> like, no, wait. Five dollars was was five dollars a week. Oh, okay. It less. felt like a year, but it, it would felt feel like, like a year. year. Yeah, but it was like also it's months kid and time, months right? and months, right? Like I was a uh, like young. I was like thirteen or so. Like let's call it that. I was too young to have a job, and like yes, I had my allowance, and I would look at magazines. I would even look at like in store ads. I would look at like Toys R Us ads, and you know whatever. Yeah, I mean, store there's like no YouTube or anything, right? Right. Like, you would just look at that and be like, God, we there's going to be a new Mario. And it was like <laughs> the, the actual second coming, like honest to God, like it was that crazy. <laughs> so now to me, the fact there is a glut of games and there are free games, like that's, that's totally cool. It's just so foreign to me as a concept of being a child and being excitable and having time to play things. Like it, it was time like is the real thing now. Worshipping yeah. at a video game magazine. Like it was like worship. It was like, oh my God, I will pour over every screenshot as if mm-hmm. it is like the truth. Every really low res <laughs> yeah. blurry screenshot <laughs> from a show floor of a, a, just a, a literal just eight and a half by eleven glossy of someone <sighs> running a Nintendo 64. There was a cover like, story in Electronic Gaming Monthly of Diddy Kong Racing that I can I could tell you what every like I could practically tell you the layout of that article. Just I can memory. I can feel <laughs> the this precise heft of the first yes! copy of Game Pro I ever got. Oh my god! <laughs> on my hands yes. because it was like a yes. huge one. It was like way bigger than normal. It had Donkey Kong on the cover for Donkey oh Kong Country, god. and. Um, yeah, I can I can still feel that. It's like it was such a thing, it was yeah. such a moment. And yeah, we we, we sound old. Yeah. We should do one more question and then uh go reflect on how old we are. Grace asks, what are the best games to match a rainy day mood? It's a good question. Danielle, your your answer here, Danielle, feels very you. I know. The thing is, it's not like it's it's the answer for me because I remember playing this game like in a rainy spring and just it made me so happy. But the mm. answer I have is Donkey Kong Country 2 for when I was a wee lass. Uh, again, I got it in like a rainy spring, like a rainy spring week. And then, of course, I played it to actual death. Like I played it for years. I played every level over and over and over again. But that game, uh, you know how I feel about the Donkey Kong Country games. They're mm-hmm. just very evocative. They're very pretty. They're very like interesting. They sort of hint at a wider world, you know, all these interesting things kind of happening, even though I know like as an adult, they are, you know, relatively, I still think well-designed 
but uh, relatively standard platformers. Real no, no, no. They they are hinting at a wider world. There's the Kremlin War. There's the Great Ape War. We don't the talk about that here. I know. They get, but yeah, that's just really it's cozy upset. for me. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, that's that, I totally get that. Yeah. Totally, totally get that. Um, for me in particular, I think there's a ton of games. Um, if I had to one that like I think just fits the mood that I remember playing actually at the time, Shadow of the Colossus really feels good for that mm, to me somehow. It, it's just such a subdued game, despite the scale of it. Yeah. Um, my answer that I have written down here is because I don't know if it actually fits the spirit of the question so much, but it's, um, I once when Silent Hill Downpour came out, I just like forced myself to only ever play it when it was raining. Huh? Oh, that's a, I don't know if anybody remembers Silent Hill Downpour yeah. at all. I think it's, was that the, Danielle, you might know, cause I know you're a horror game person to, yeah. a, to a degree. Was that the last proper Silent Hill game? I think it might have been. It's the last one that I can, like, actually picture it, if that makes any sense at all. That's one with, yeah. like, the weird warp effect on enemies were slower in the rain or you were slower in the rain or what was the... It was, I think, if I remember correctly, it was, like, because, like, the thing with Silent Hill is that you'll be walking around and then suddenly you'll get pulled into the hell world and everything mm. gets all rusty and changes and whatnot. Now, I want to say in Silent Hill Downpour... Instead of like everything getting all rusty and fucked up in that way, everything just like the rain started and it got way foggier. And that game had like a big setup where you were like an escaped prisoner, like the fugitive movie, um, Tommy Lee Jones, the fugitive, mm-hmm. um, who's like in a bus crash um, in that same way. And like you escape into Silent Hill. So like all the monsters are like these weird monstrous, like monster cops that are chasing you. And so you'll have these scenes of like so cop cops. lights. Yeah, so regular cops. exactly. Yeah. Uh, so, so normal cops will just start chasing you through the rain and like their their spotlights will start coming through the fog and stuff like that and trying to hunt you down and you can't see where they're coming from because it's so foggy and stuff like that. Um, and that was a game that I don't know why I did that. I can't quite remember the exact specifics of like why I thought to myself, I need to only play this when it's raining out in the same way that like I would be I'm only going to play Amnesia the Dark Descent at night, you know? I love that, though. Like, I actually think that's really cool that you have that little condition to it. I don't know. Yeah. I, I love stuff like that. Like, I'm, I'm in this mood, so I want to play it this way. Like, ah, that's cool. I think it's totally. Cool. It, it was like a mood setting thing. And I, but I don't know why Silent Hill, maybe because it wasn't a particularly great game. Like, I wanted to add more. <laughs> you had to help yeah. it a little. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. That's cool. I For me, I don't know. I don't know that I have a specific thing. Um, I think... It's funny because like I, you know, I've talked about how I'm not a big JRPG person, but the more that I play the Dragon Quest games, um, and I'm now on three, I've finished the first two, uh, the more I'm like, oh, these are really nice. I like this. It's very like, walk into a little building and like, there's like a little tile set that yeah. I was always kind of fascinated by that stuff because I used to mess around with RPG maker as well. And just like having a little cute tile set and just placing objects and stuff. Ooh, it's kind of like yeah. animal crossing, but like just the way that they've constructed these little like, you know, houses and stuff for everyone in those old school, like uh 16 bit JRPGs. Um, it's really, really cozy, which is not a word that I use a lot, but those are, I've been playing a lot of dragon quest three and it was, 
uh, when it was raining last weekend when we almost got a hurricane. Yeah, we had like um, a, a touch of a hurricane. We had a, a touch. We had a, a bit of a- My gym a, got fucked up. A near hurricane. <laughs> a Sushan of hurricanes. Yeah. A, 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 a Sushan. Yeah. Uh, a Sushan de hurricane. Um, I don't know if hurricane is Uragan in <laughs> French, but no, Duragan is that like um, cool Twitter account where they're named after um, the character from the Bouncer. Oh, oh, I thought you were talking about Turrican, which is that guy with the gun, and he's German yeah. and, and shoots the thing. That's um, super fun guy. It's what a fun guy, you know, and what a fun pod we've had together. And that is going to bring us to the end of this episode of Channel F. Uh, your order is finally ready, and uh, we hope you enjoy it or have enjoyed it. Have you just been eating it the whole time at the drive-thru? This yeah, it's got like a meal. Me. Uh, I think it's like they had a it's meal. It's a podcast us. that eats like a meal. <laughs> okay. Is that anything? Yeah. Eats I like, like to think F meal. I, I, th- I like to think the channel F has a good, like, happy meal vibe. There's a, a there's meal. an element to there's an element to this show to the energy of fanbite.com <laughs> of like getting a free toy with your with your burger and fries yeah. and your chicken nuggets. We are all sold out of pet of of dog rescue dog toys though. So you are gonna have what's called? Paw, 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 Patrol? Paw Patrol. We're all sold yeah, out of Paw Patrol, cops. the movies, uh <laughs> toys. So you have to take this generic uh McDonald's land uh sentient fry ball instead but oh my dogs will eat it sounds good yeah we we do have leftover toys from the nickelodeon hit series the secret life of alan strange if you want to spin a little (laughs) plastic thing around that lights up with sparks inside god um there is a youtube channel called uh fast food toy reviews where it's just a man talking about sets of fast food toys in a really excitable way and it's just like wow look at this if you pull it back it goes forward that's so cool and i'm just like this bless this man bless this man <laughs> uh, it's, it's a very pleasant experience i would highly recommend it uh, i'd highly recommend also listening to other fanbyte podcasts which you can find at fanbyte.com slash podcasts uh you can follow us on twitter at fanbyte media on twitch at twitch.tv slash fanbyte uh, Danielle is at Danielle R.I. Stephen is at Stephen Strom. Our producer, Paul, is at Polly Mayo. I am at Mary Kay. And uh, Nikki is on the space station, but they are at God Siwa. And uh, I think that's about it. Anything Anything else? Play Psychonauts. <laughs> play, play Psychonauts. Uh, watch some fast food toy reviews. <laughs> Steven, is that is that it? We got anything else? Uh don't play if you don't know where the game console came from, do not I do not plug it in. Don't put it in your mouth. Don't put it in your mouth, don't put it in your console, don't mm-hmm. it's illegal to use a Nintendo cord on your game wave. <laughs> that is very true. That is You'll go to jail. Uh That is very true. Um, yeah, well, uh, thank you for listening to Channel F. And uh, until next time, remember, uh, if you're not a psychonaut, you might as well be dead. And keep that dial tuned.
everyone, it's Danielle Riendo, the editor-in-chief here at Fanbyte. I like movies, and you probably do too. Join me and my incredible co-hosts, LB Hunktiers and Fernanda Prachas, on You Love to See It, Fanbyte's weekly premiere movie podcast. Every Thursday, we explore the wonderful world of film from old classics, cult favorites, and plenty of under-the-radar treasures. We pick a different theme each month and really dive in, with a combination of in-depth analysis and breezy chat on everything from monster movies to Patrick Swayze classics. You'll love to see it is available at fanbyte.com slash podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, uh, movie starting. We'll catch up later. (laughs) 